You're listening to 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, Blue Jays now leading the Marlins 2-0 in the top of the eighth. Week three in the CFL will kick off in a couple of days. The Thursday game, BC at Winnipeg. Both teams are 2-0. Friday, 1-0 Montreal at 0-2 Hamilton. The uh, Tiger Cats are going to have to go with uh, Schultz at quarterback as Bo Levi is hurt. Saskatchewan and Calgary on Saturday. Both teams are 1-1. And Sunday at Commonwealth Stadium, the 0-2 Elks against the defending champs, the 1-0 Argos. It's on 6.30, Chet, 3.30 for the countdown to kick off. And the game will start at 5. Our next guest uh, knows all about going through the grind of a Canadian Football League season. Former quarterback and a former member of the Double E. I'm pleased to welcome back to the show Matt Nichols. Matt, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? What's up? How's it going? Thanks for having me. I was uh, looking back on, on some stuff just to sort of refresh my memory and to make sure I wasn't any, missing anything uh, significant to talk about. And I found an article that I, I guess you actually, uh, I don't know if you meant to do it or it just came up, but you kind of announced your retirement with Dave and Morley when <laughs> you were talking to them during a weather delay a couple of years ago. <laughs> Well, it totally just uh, randomly came up. I mean, I didn't really do any kind of announcement or anything. I think everyone could read between the lines when I didn't sign anywhere. And, uh, yeah, we just happened to be up, uh, you know, went on a family trip. We had always planned going to Banff. Uh, actually, when we had it planned was, like, the week that I got traded to Winnipeg. And so it was, like, the trip that didn't happen. And you know, it just worked out where we got to go up to a game last year and was sitting right below the press box. And they just you know, kind of called me up there and it's kind of impromptu interview and yeah i mean obviously they asked me about it and um you know in my mind i had made that decision kind of right at the end of the previous season and uh yeah i was happy with the decision had an awesome career and uh you know kind of got to leave when the time was right uh in terms of that decision i have talked to a, a lot of uh a, a lot of men and women over the years about that decision to retire some found it painful some found it obvious uh <laughs> where, where were you at and what ultimately uh you know prompted it was it more of a physical thing or a mental thing um i mean a bit of both honestly i mean my wife and i yeah, you know, we've been together since college, and we always talked about kind of a, a stopping point would be when we had a kid that was, you know, third grade-ish when they were starting to have their own life. And, um, you know, my, my oldest daughter was in third grade, and uh, and honestly, you know, kind of wanted to prove that I could, to myself that I could come back from, from a throwing shoulder injury as a quarterback. And, you know, I was able to do that and come back and, you know, play one last year. Obviously, it wasn't the year I wanted to have or we wanted to have, but, um, you know, for me – more than anything it was just uh you know i went through some absolutely insane rehab for that that you know no one will ever know about or see besides my family and um you know to be able to just kind of come back and play that one more year and uh you know come back from shredding a throwing shoulder and still be able to kind of do it um you know it was good for me and it was kind of a like i said a good stopping point i mean 12 years of, of being a professional quarterback is a is a mental and physical grind so it just came to a natural stopping point for me and uh, you know i felt like i accomplished pretty much everything i wanted to in my career and it was just time to move on and thankfully you know i did get to play for a very long time so 
you know, when the next season rolled around, it wasn't, man, I wish I was out there. It was, man, I can't believe I did that for so long, watching guys get pounded into the ground. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the right stopping time for me. Okay. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that. And, and we are going to talk a bit about that uh, that grind because we, we got a team going through that right now. But before we get that, what, what, what are you up to these days? Like, uh, where are you living? How are you keeping busy? All that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, I live in California. I moved back to Sacramento area, um, you know, pretty close to where, where I grew up. My, my wife was always uh, yelling at me that she met a kid from California in college, and I took her to Canada for 10 years and 12 years. And uh, so she, she was done with the cold, and, and so was I. And, and, you know, I had some close friends in the area. Our daughters play golf and soccer, and we wanted to be somewhere where you know, maybe a little bit better competition than where we were living in, in Washington and be able to be outside year-round. So. Uh, yeah, it's been awesome. I, you know, coach my daughter's basketball team, go to all of her soccer games and, and soccer practice. I golf with with the girls a couple days a week, so uh, you know, it's, it's going good for me. All right. Well, uh, sounds like you're you're having a pretty good life. Uh, how much, if any, football do you watch, whether it's CFL, NFL, or college? Uh, you know, I'm, I've always been kind of a football junkie, and you know, I watch anything that's on TV. I'm watching it, and I know even when this season was rolling around for for CFL. I think I had made a comment to my wife, like, I don't need to watch every game anymore. And uh, we've watched every game. So <laughs> it's just, uh, it doesn't it doesn't go away. Uh, you love it. You want to see what, what's going on. And, you know, I, I know that I only have, you know, probably a handful of years left where, you know, every team still has, you know, probably half the roster I either played with or against. But at some point that'll run out and it'll be a league full of guys I never played with or against. And, uh yeah, maybe the interest goes down a little bit then, but I doubt it. Yeah, well, good, uh, good for you. That's how hard. Like, do you stream the games, or how is is it hard to get CFL where you live, or is it pretty straightforward? No, I mean last year, um, you know, the last couple of years, all the games were on ESPN Plus, which you know Hulu's kind of made that super convenient, where literally it's just sign on to Hulu and watch the games. This year, um, yeah, I, it, I thought it was going to be more difficult, but actually CFL Plus has been awesome um you know you just go to cfl.ca click on cfl plus and all the games are on there if they're not on there then they're on cbs sports so uh you know so far it's been uh pretty easy to to watch all the games which is which has been really nice okay well good to hear matt nichols joining us tonight at inside sports good to catch up with matt uh so we wanted to talk to you about you know the the, the what comes with being a quarterback and this isn't the first time you and I have chatted. So, I mean, you and I had chats yep. after you played well, and we had chats after you had a tough game or threw an interception or whatever. So so you know what it's like. Yep. When you see how what Taylor Cornelius is going through, um, you know, we, we spent about 90 minutes talking primarily about him on this show last night. Uh, like, do you, do you feel for the guy, or, or do you understand that it's like, well, that that comes with the position? Yeah, it comes with the position. Um it's just such a team game and you know the quarterback you know you you get paid the most uh, you know you get all the glory all the blame um you know it's not you know anytime it's going bad you know obviously there's guys that just you know can't quite do it and that's a, you know a whole different deal but you know i i love watching him play i think he's you know super talented and strong arm athletic uh, i love his mentality out there you know it's kind of getting reminds me of kind of ricky ray Type mentality, we're never too high, never too low, and um, I think you know guys can can get behind that. Um, you know, all the all the guys seem to seem to like him, but it's just such a team game that there's just so much more going on that people 
don't know about is just so easy to you know blame a quarterback but um you know it does come with the territory and you got to be able to have the you know, mental fortitude to to plow through that and come out the other side and you know i know that you know it's a good coaching staff uh you know they got a lot of good players but also when you do make a bunch of changes um you know throughout an off season um sometimes it takes teams longer to to gel i mean you got teams like winnipeg where you know it seems like 80 percent of the roster has been the same guys since i was there and so uh, yeah, they're going to come out of the gates a little quicker. So you know, everyone wants to hit the panic button super fast, but it's a long season. Um, CFL, you know, especially you can get into the playoffs with a, you know, 500 record. So uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be panicking right now. Um, yeah, we'll see what, what these guys can do to turn it around. But um, pro football just comes down to a few plays a game and uh, you know, they'll figure out a way to win. Uh I, I love your honesty in that response. You also know how passionate Green and Gold fans are, so there probably are sure. there probably are some people thinking, but Matt, they just got shut out, <laughs> right? right? Which, which, yeah. which I, I totally I totally get, and you know, and I've been there, and you know, there's times where you feel like, man, I can't do anything right. Um, but you know, when when things are going good and everyone's playing well around you, all of a sudden, um, you know, your game picks up, and it's because it is, you know, a team game. I mean, you gotta have protection, you gotta have guys make tough catches, and you know, everyone needs to pull their weight. And so, obviously, like I said, I mean, as a quarterback, you have to be able to handle it when times are not great, and still, you know, show up and, and work every day and block out the noise and all the things that people talk about. But you know, easier said than done, and. Um, you know, it's, it's those kind of moments though where we, you know, you find out what you're made of, and and uh, you know, I look forward to to seeing you know Taylor specifically, you know, come out the other end of it. And like I said, I think he's he's super talented and fun to watch, and um, you know, I'd love, I'd love to see him, you know, kind of find it. And it, it does take a little bit to um, kind of get your bearings as a quarterback in the CFL. I mean, he, he's kind of playing earlier than a lot of guys do, and so he's kind of having to go through those growing pains on the field, which are going to just kind of pay dividends in the long run, especially if you, know, you got a staff that sticks with you and lets you learn and, and play through some of those things, because the same thing happened to me in college and really professional, where you know I had guys that believed in me. You know, I, I played well at practice, and you know sometimes it wasn't showing up in games, but they allow you to to just learn and make some of those mistakes because that's the only way you just you get better. I mean, um, you know, I think that you know, I had significant jumps kind of year after year throughout my career, and uh, you know, I expect him to do the same thing. So, and you mentioned blocking out the noise, and, and I talk a lot about on this show and with my guests about that mental side of the game. Uh, what did you do to block out uh, the noise? Did, did you get better at it as, as you got older? I'm, I'm just wondering about your experience with that. Well, I got way better as I got as I got older. I mean, when I was younger, it was, you know, that was the entire world was what I did that week. And, you know, sometimes you just have to find ways to put it in perspective. And for me, there was you know, kind of things along the way. And, you know, luckily I always had my wife, which was, um, you know, the person that was my biggest cheerleader, but also was the one that didn't let me feel sorry for myself and, you know, told me to get back to work and, and you know, having that support system. Um, you know, they got older and had kids and realized, you know, there's there's bigger things than that. It also allows you to just kind of relax and, and have fun and, you know, all of a sudden you start playing better. Um, you know, I had a few stretches here and there where I, you know, didn't play great and actually, 
you know, Wade, uh, Wade in Winnipeg hooked me up with a sports psychologist that worked with Olympic athletes and something I didn't think that I needed. And there were like one session with her, and it was like the first, like first time I had talked to someone that wasn't a pro quarterback that knew exactly what I had to deal with every day. And just gave me some tools that kind of helped me calm down and be in the moment. And all of a sudden, I was, you know, after like three rough games, I talked to her and was CFL Player of the Week uh, or CFL Player of the Month that month after I had like four of my best games. And so, yeah, I mean, you just got to find ways to um, kind of, you know, actually block out the noise because there's always, you know, if you don't find tools to do it, there's always that voice in the back of your head or. You say you don't want to listen to the fans and what they're saying, but you do. It's just human nature, and so you just got to find ways to, um, you know, actually be able to kind of plow through some of that stuff. Are you are you comfortable telling us one of the, the tactics she told you to help? Because I mean, you mentioned like an immediate turnaround, right? You meant from maybe feeling not so great to yeah. being player of the month, you know? Yeah, um, you know, a couple of things were um, like breathing on the sidelines. It was, you know, some just normal breathing stuff, kind of big inhales, slow exhales. Um, and then kind of phrase we used was when bad thing, you know, when bad things happen on the field, it's like bad weather. It feels huge in the moment and it passes and no one even remembers it. And so, you know, I would just always remind myself of that. And then I would just kind of picture you know, my hands up in the air, spread apart, like this is everything. And then I would focus it back down to right in front of me. It's like, this is where I am right now. And it was just some tools where, like I said, people tell you after you throw an interception, like, oh, I'll move on to the next thing. And they're like, it's great, but no one really teaches you how. And so I just had a couple of tools and things that could help me refocus. And I don't know, it, you know, it worked for me. Uh, stuff I share with, you know, young quarterbacks when I'm when I train them. Uh, and, you know, it's just something that, isn't talked about enough, um, you know, for to to give kind of quarterback specifically, but it works for all positions. It's just the tools to um, kind of bring it back to the moment that you're in and not dwell on some of the things that have happened. Thanks for sharing that. That that's uh, those are some awesome uh, tactics that that you got from the sports psychologist. So clearly yeah. they helped you. Uh, I'm going to throw one more at you, Matt, um, because another thing we talked about on the show yesterday was was play calling and the offensive coordinator. And Stephen McAdoo has been here before. I'm not going to you know make you weigh in specifically on what the Elks are doing because you're not in the quarterback room or in the huddle. But someone, I, I you know yesterday I talked to a few former players I know and just say hey what are you seeing, and one of them said to me maybe don't be too hard on McAdoo because most CFL teams are running the same scheme um true or false <laughs> yeah I mean I think you know every offense especially you know CFL is you know kind of everyone always says it's like a copycat league kind of someone starts doing something that works and everyone else implements it and for the most part a lot of the verbiage will kind of change coach to coach but a lot of the base concepts are the same um you know, you're, I didn't know that that offense is very structured. You know, I don't know where they are now with it. You know, they could have evolved a ton since I was with them. But um, it's very, very structured uh, in your reads. And, um, you know, it takes a little while to, to really grasp kind of where you need to be looking and what progression and what side of the field you should be on based on defensive structure. And so it's, it, takes, it takes a lot to – um, you know, really get a good grasp of that offense. And, you know, that being said, I think that, like I said, everyone runs versions of it. And, um, you know, it's not like anyone's doing anything super crazy different from each other. Uh, you know, it just comes down to, uh, you know, knowing what side of the field would be on, making throws. And, you, you know, obviously you need 
your receivers to, to just make plays for you too. And, you know, it's, you need defense to get stops when they need to get stopped. And, you know, it, this is such a team sport that, you know, I would, I would never put it on, on one person or one coach or one player. It's, it's just, you know, sometimes it takes a little time to get on the same page. And, you know, there's also games where, man, the same play that you just ran the week before that looked terrible, all of a sudden someone's running wide open and, um, you know, you got to make sure you capitalize when those those busts happen. And uh, it's just it's just such a crazy game where it's just minor things that, that make a huge difference. Matt, this was really awesome to, to reconnect with you. A great perspective on, uh, uh, well, life, first of all, <laughs> in the quarterback position and, and offensively. And uh, obviously, uh, you, you sound uh, pretty pretty patient with the Elks and, and a reminder that sometimes things change pretty, pretty quickly in this league. So thanks for thanks for your insight there. Uh, glad everything is well with, uh, with you and the family. Uh, enjoy the rest of the CFL season. I hope we can talk again soon. Absolutely. I'll be watching and you know, happy to any time. That is Matt Nichols checking in tonight uh, from in the CFL from 2012 to uh, 2021, talking about retirement, talking about the uh, pressure Taylor Cornelius is facing, talking about dealing with that pressure as uh, a quarterback. Really interesting stuff there from Matt Nichols. 780-496-0063 if you want to get in touch. It's Inside Sports on Chet. <laughs> This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Well, hope you're having a wonderful evening. Good chat there with former CFL quarterback Matt Nichols, who uh, is not panicking after seeing the Elks drop their first two games, including one by shutout. As uh, as uh, you heard him say, he, he speaks pretty highly of Cornelius's skill set and uh, also telling you that uh, the Elks uh, offense, though uh, we may sit here and talk about it looking relatively simple that he said it's more complex than it looks and, and might take a little bit of time to learn. Anyway, we'll see. 780-496-0063. Kellen, what do we have? Uh, we got uh, text coming in on the uh, text line, of course, talking about Mac Nich- Matt Nichols and his uh, comments, and that's something that spurred a, a couple, uh, actually more than a few of you to text in. Our first one tonight's from Trevor, who texts in and says, we literally haven't won in, uh, and how many seasons at home, and didn't we lose the opening game at home of this season and then get shut out the next game and you're saying don't hit the panic button that is laughable that's from trevor well that's why i asked matt that that i said people are sitting here saying well we, we just got shut out so yes Richard texts in and says the Edmonton football team is averaging less than two points a quarter. For the love of God, give one of the other quarterbacks a look. Zero risk from Richard. Well, and that's one thing we talked about yesterday, right? Is there is can it get any worse if there's another quarterback? Now, the 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 fearful thing to that is what if whether it's Loxley or Ford, it would be Loxley goes in and and it is worse or not any better. Then then what are you thinking for the rest of the season? Um, if it were me, I, I'd be ready to make a change. I'm not the coach. It, it looks like they're going to start Cornelius again on Sunday, uh, but maybe this is the game where they might be forced to make a change if it if it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. Laserface Larry, great handle, texts in and says, I'm actually cost, uh, cautiously optimistic about the Elks game against Toronto. Uh, the Argos beat a very bad Hamilton team in Week 2, and Chad Kelly has never had to contend with a Chris Jones defense. I think 17 points will be enough to win, and I think the offense will do enough to get there. They should be motivated by being embarrassed in BC. That's from Laserface Larry. Actually, a very optimistic Laserface Larry. Uh, 
well, I, ne I, I never mind optimism. Uh, I, yeah, Hamilton's probably not very good, uh, but I, I think Toronto's got a decent team. We'll see about Chad Kelly. I guess there might still be some question marks about him. I, I do hope the Elks play a little embarrassed and a little angry at, at practice and in the game on Sunday. I sometimes think those can be valuable tools to, to motivate. And if the Elks do win a game, odds are it will be a low-scoring game, whether you need 17 points, 20 or 23 or whatever. Do more later? We'll do more later. Absolutely, yes. Okay, 780-496-0063. Hockey Hall of Fame. How does the selection committee work? You'll find out.